0: Hello, everyone, uh, to this very special episode of About a Dog. Yep. Hi.
1: Um,
0: We apologize for the delay, but considering the circumstances, all will be revealed in time as to why. Um, As always, um, this is Michael with Ashley as well and some special guests. We have once again with us uh, my beloved sister, Sam. Hi. And Ashley's mother, Anne. Hello. Hello. Um, we're here to talk, uh, not about a specific dog breed this time. This one is about a specific dog this time, Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, we may want to like put a counter on how many times that name is said today. Yeah,
1: um, if you're playing a drinking game,
0: have fun. <laughs> Every time Alice's name is said, you're going to take a drink. Yeah. Which, ironically, um, three out of the people on this podcast today are drinking. <laughs> We've yeah. become a drink and beverage it? podcast now. Sipping. Hmm. Sorry, sipping wine. Excuse me. It's a sipping wine. Sipping wine. Mm -hmm. I'll drink my soda. So, just getting right basically into the guts of it. Alice, um, January 25th, uh, 2010? 2009. 2009, she was born Uh in the UK. Uh Um, You were interested in the breed because of a dog show you watched.
1: Yeah, so, well, let's back up and say why we're doing this specific episode.
0: Oh, I thought we
1: were... Um, oh, I didn't get into that, did I? No, so the main reason why we're doing this is um, Alice passed away unexpectedly while we were in Florida.
0: December 12th, 2019.
1: 19. And um, it was the day after she finished her title. Um, it was a sudden cardiac event, and so this episode is basically her tribute. Us, us honoring her. Uh, us honoring her because if you've listened to the podcast before... You have probably heard her on it at least a couple of times, so... She
0: was not one to not make her presence felt, honestly.
1: So, um, this episode is hers, it's... And Michael's gonna moderate. Yeah, just because things are gonna get emotional, because,
0: I mean, especially for you, and for actually all three of you, because technically, Sam, you were her voice. You know that, Mm -hmm. right? You were... I did Aston, you did Alice, Mm-hmm. You know that. And, and she loved you, Anne, more than anyone. Probably even me, to be honest with you. Because if she smelled any of us on our clothing that we were anywhere near Gammy, oh, there was hell to pay. hmm
1: <laughs>
0: There was hell to pay at the end of it.
1: Yep. All right, so let's go back to...
0: Um, yeah, what brought your interest into the breed?
1: So, Animal Planet used to air old episodes of dog shows and old dog shows from all over the Crufts yeah Crufts all over the on all, all over the US on Saturday mornings yeah. and there would be times that mom would see me at 6:30 in the morning on a Saturday 2 inches from the TV watching Animal Planet <laughs> watching dog shows on Animal Planet <laughs> and it just so happened that Animal Planet was airing an old Crufts mm. And Crofts is the world's largest dog show. It's in Birmingham, England. And I saw this breed. And I was like, Hamilton Stover, that's gorgeous. I want to know more. And so I started doing more research. And um, I was in high school when I saw it. And um, I just wanted to learn more. I learned more. Started contacting breeders all across the globe.
0: And you found a breeder in the UK. Mm-hmm. She will remain nameless because yep. she's, you know, dead we're, to us. Um,
1: yeah, we're not gonna. Well, no, planning, no, no, so. no,
0: no, no. Let's. I was trying to gloss over that quite quickly, Unfortunately, you made it a speed bump. So <laughs> anyway, um, but she got she arrived in in Dallas in DC, right?
2: Well, so
1: her arrival. Took a bit. I mean, as does any import from another country. Yeah, there's some logistics involved. Um,
0: Speaking of logistics, didn't it was you and your mother who went to go get her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's hear about this because well, I heard there was inclement weather going on.
1: So the reason why she was originally supposed to arrive in December mm-hmm. of 2009. Right. Well, in December and January of 2009 and 2010. It snowed almost every single week leading up to when Alice arrived in February of 2010 and it literally got to the point where we had a 36-hour window and I got everything done everything paid I was like calling the UK and dealing with all of that and the shipping agents and Basically, if you need to import a dog, go to Ryslip. They're amazing. They can arrange shit really well. Um, but I got everything done, and I alerted my mom about when it was going to happen, what the flight was, and all of that. And I just said, all right, here's what's going down. Her flight comes in at 2.40 p.m., and off we went.
0: But, she, but Anne was driving.
1: Yep. Yeah, she was driving. That... CRV.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember this old CRV. Four-wheel drive. Yeah. yeah,
1: four-wheel drive because we knew that it was going to be one of those like DC got more snow than we did and we didn't know what it was going to be like. DC really hadn't been open as it were and it was
0: Was it just because of like the accumulation of snow Mm -hmm. or was it just because the fact that the snow, they were unprepared and the roads were just rubbish?
1: Well, it was just a matter of, it was constant. It was from the moment that they would clean up the roads, more snow would fall Mm. and then more snow would fall. And then finally it got to the point where we're like, okay, this is our window. We got to do it. Got to do it now.
0: So it just basically became a snow slog basically.
1: Yeah. And we got up there, traffic up there was fine. And then we went to some like airport.
3: It was a hotel.
1: Yeah, it was an airport hotel. hotel thing to have lunch or some food, something. Bathroom break, lunch,
3: because we were there like an hour and a half
1: early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We, that sounds like her. Honestly. Well, but we also didn't know where the cargo terminal was. Mm. For British Airways was, and we, and Dulles, the that entire airport complex is just massive.
0: Having visited there before to pick up Rolo, it's definitely an arduous task on a dry,
1: yeah. non
0: inclement weather day. So I can imagine yours yeah. was like almost like a video game quest, I and mean, yeah, just like so many curveballs thrown your way.
1: And, and when we went up there, there was they had piled up just snow piles, just at least ten feet high. Oh. It was massive. <laughs> And um, we got there and her flight got in right on time. Mm-hmm. no issues. The only thing that was funny in terms of like the cargo stuff was I kept on they had this little window yeah. and I kept on poking my head through and just peeping through the cargo um, terminal area and the custom, they- the customs agent was there. Mm-hmm. Instead of what we did with Roe and had to go to another building and fill out all the forms and deal with sexist assholes. And...
0: No, it was a sad little king of a sad little hill with that yeah. guy.
1: So, but this guy, all he did was wander around Alice's travel crate like three times, signed a piece of paper, and... Just let us lift this behemoth of a...
0: Now, are we talking, like, was this wooden plastic crate like you see in the store, or what was it?
1: It was that uh, the custom travel crate, like what Roe had, where it's wooden.
0: Oh, my God. I still
1: have it. It's under my deck at my house. (laughs) Oh, shit.
3: Really? (laughs) It's under my deck at
0: my house. We need to take a picture of that and post it at the very least so it can be be seen. Don't
3: tell them what's living in there now. (laughs) That's a very good point.
0: Maybe not moving on. Yeah, no, I'm not going
1: under your deck. No, 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 no. No. Um, I don't even remember how we got her in there, in the crate, and in, mm. in the CRV.
0: Well, wait a minute. So, since you have the crate, you actually fit that thing in there.
1: Yeah, in wow. the CRV, yeah. We did? Yeah. It well, had if it's to... under your deck, oh, you had right to. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> no way. How, how would have we have been able to get it home? That's okay, true.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the back seats of the CRV flat down, and I think one of the workers there in the building mm-hmm. helped
1: us. Mm. Oh, see, I don't remember that
0: at So, all. all right, did Alice on the way home, was she in that crate, or yep. was she free-roaming mm-hmm. in the car? She's great. Okay, so what about the first meeting? How'd that go?
1: Um, I think I had the biggest shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> Didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but I thought she, they let her
3: out of the crate mm-hmm. when we were up at some desk or something. Painting and all and all she was jumped up, put her
1: paws up on, and was looking at everybody and looking at everybody. Mm-hmm, like, where the hell am I? Mm. But then from that point on, she stuck to me like glue. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we went back to that same hotel area because we didn't know if Al had used the bathroom. Right, or what anything. had gone on. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's a... Seven and a half, eight hour flight, and mm-hmm. Lord knows how long she had. She had probably been in that crate for close to 12 to 14 hours. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that she had chance to stretch her legs, use the bathroom, all of that. First thing she did, she saw the snow and tried to climb in it.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> the breed is a different <laughs> mindset in this. snow. Yeah,
1: but I mean, she didn't realize that it wasn't like fluffy snow. It was compacted, so her claws just went... <clears throat> Right on the on the snow, and she was just like, oh, damn it, okay. But she still didn't even do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. What, did she do <clears throat> the thing that we know that she's been famous for, which is wag her tail so damn much that her butt moves?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I
0: always love that she did that.
1: But the the drive home was entertaining mm-hmm. because traffic sucked. Yeah. Because it's D.C., and then traffic really didn't even let up until we got past King's Dominion. Mm-hmm.
3: But if you remember, I think we pulled off there at Lady Smith because we were starving, and we uh-huh. picked up some fast food. Uh-huh. And I went inside. I don't know what what was in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we, I went in there and picked up food, and Ashley stayed out in the parking lot with Alice, walking her around, trying to get her to go use <laughs> the bathroom. Uh-huh. But and if Al wasn't going to go, she
0: wasn't, wasn't going to go.
3: We had a potty break. <laughs> Al was just like, now I'm going to hold some it. fast food nope. and then jump back in the car. But no, she never did.
1: Mm-hmm. Never did. And the, um, the funny thing was the day that Al arrived was the day of the opening ceremonies for Winter Olympics as mm-hmm. well. And, uh-huh, you're looking at me Got like... memory.
0: <laughs> yeah, which Winter Olympics, though? That's what I don't 2010. know. 2010. Oh, Okay.
1: And when we got to the house, we had been... Usually to get back from D.C. Dulles area to the Richmond area takes about two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was in
0: Vancouver, apparently.
1: Oh, okay. But two and a half hours on a good day. This was four and a half, almost five. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. Yeah.
3: That was like nine thirty. We we mm-hmm. finally got out of DC about quarter to five. Yeah, it was about nine thirty at night when we got. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I living with her. You had, it was probably an adjustment for everybody involved mm-hmm. um, at this point with Alice in the house. Tell me about the two hundred dollars story.
1: Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh this, God! This this
0: delves into the bond that you two share. Come on, tell the story.
1: All right. So this when I first got Al. I was living with my brother, and I had gone off to work, and I had her in my room, and I was just like, well...
0: Was it been... that same... It was probably not the same wire crate we had her in, was it?
1: Mm-mm, no. no. Um, the first couple of times that I'd gone to work, I had her in the crate, and she did fine, and I was like, all right, I'll just... I'll let her out... In the room by herself while I went off to work. <laughs> I get a text message from my brother going, you need to get back home. And I was like, why? What's going on? And he goes, Alice has, like, destroyed that room. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I get home. And I hadn't even been gone maybe hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. She had destroyed... Two remote controls, three books, one of which was a hard-to-find dog book. um, A computer mouse, computer keyboard, a couple of water bottles. um, Yeah, that's superfluous. Just a whole bunch of other like random crap had peed and pooped in that room. <laughs> I mean, it was total carnage in there. Yeah, she
0: was basically making a statement Oh, to she was pissed. And it was loud and clear, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And then I went to Best Buy to replace some of like the computer mouse keyboard, remote yeah, yeah, control, yeah. and all of that. And that evening I had to go to Best Buy twice that night. Because I had gone I got everything set up, and then I'd gone somewhere, or I can't remember what happened, mm-hmm. but Alice took it upon herself to take the brand new computer mouse that I got, put it in her mouth, and crunch.
0: Hmm. So yeah. I had to
1: go out and buy another computer mouse.
0: Because it's difficult to play Sims with a broken mouse anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's what you did with it. Pretty much. That's and that's at that, that point that in time, yeah.
0: That and that like, dog breed game you used to play. Yeah. Online thing. I don't know what the heck it's called.
1: Yeah, some dog Sim... It's now defunct, but yeah, I, I was an Admin. Right. But to replace all of that <laughs> this was... This isn't about titles, actually. I know. <laughs> but to replace all of that was over $200. Mm-hmm. And the dog book to replace the one that she destroyed, it actually took me almost two years to find that out-of-print dog book. And we use that dog book now for Meet the Breeds.
0: Uh, oh, it's the the big heavy one that mm-hmm. we have abandoned? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, historical significance. Mm-hmm. But that was when you were living with your brother. Um, yeah. At one point, you did move back in mm-hmm. with, with your mom. What was it like? And both of you chime in living under the same roof with Alice. What what was what was she like?
3: What was she like? Well, I could tell she had was still going through some separation anxiety. Was still getting used to being here, being around people.
0: I recall one um, story where she had pulled a comforter into your into her crate.
1: Oh yeah. In your room. Yeah. And we still have that photo. It was that the beagle blanket and that blue and white comforter. You I this was when you were dealing with your back issue thing. You were like, "Alice is making a making a racket. You you might want to go." And then all you said was, "You might want to go to Target and get yourself a new comforter." You didn't tell me why. And you didn't tell me what was going on. And I get home and she had Alice had somehow Woven that comforter <laughs> in and out of the bars of that crate, of that old drop pen crate. Mm-hmm. And I had to cut the blanket and the comforter out of there.
0: I'm not surprised by this at all. She was an agent of chaos.
1: Uh-huh. And like, because she pulled it in, like she would do the demon paw thing oh, from, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. from the crate and she would pull it in and then grab mm-hmm. and then just start going to town.
0: But yeah, once you guys were under the same roof, what other shenanigans ensued?
3: Mm, during that time frame, I'm not because I'm. I was trying to back up because you were living with Blake. You mm-hmm. came back to live with me, mm-hmm. but then you had moved over to Bon Air. Bon Air. During the time that my back was really, really oh ensured. her yeah, I, I
0: completely had forgotten about that. one. yeah. Woman.
1: yeah and so then, there was
3: a an intro break in there. I do remember one time, and this was early on, where you could take dogs out to Stony Point. You still can,
0: yeah. You, still, you can still can, technically, yeah.
3: And so, Ashley was going to take Alice, and I can't remember who the other girl... It was. was Ellie. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, one of your co-workers, mm-hmm. we all met out at Stony Point, and we were walking around, and we went into the... What was the bakery for the dogs? Three, three Dog, Dog Bakery. Dog, three dogs. three Dog. So, we went in there, and I will never forget... We were looking around on the shelves and looking at everything, and I think Ashley had gone to the bathroom or something was looking Mm -hmm. at, we were talking to Ellie, and Alice was standing there, and she was looking at everybody. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, this woman comes out of the kitchen bakery area, and she had dark shoulder-length hair. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Alice looked up at her, and she went, "Eh, eh," and she started like following after her like, when the woman was going back to the bakery, back to that room,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I didn't connect the dots until when mm-hmm. I saw the picture of the former owner in mm-hmm. the UK. I think that's... And, mm-hmm. So, that oh. showed me right there that Alice was still... Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was clinging, you know, to us, but yeah. she was still at a stage of looking around, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm.
1: I, I did notice that. But though. that yeah. kind of speaks to her, how her obsessive personality... Oh god. Was, was like, if it wasn't if I wasn't around mm-hmm. it she was like for On edge. Oh yeah. And was just like where's everybody at? What's going on? I don't right. know. Yeah. Right. And this lasted I mean, we even had to put her on meds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, to, back to your point, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Whatever So you were you were
3: with your brother mm-hmm. and you came back and then you moved in like mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, she's not important. Then you came back to my house. Um, Of course, we would go to work during Mm -hmm. the day. Yeah. And a lot of the neighbors started telling us that they could hear Alice
1: (laughs) with that hound howl
2: Mm -hmm. all the way down Mm in the Mm -hmm. cul-de-sac.
1: But they also said that they could tell. Like, usually, like... Between like nine and like one thirty, mm-hmm. she was good. Yeah. But she was so used to my routine. Yeah. That around 1 30, <clears throat> 2 o'clock, she'd get going until I got home. Yeah. Because she knew that I would usually be home by about four. Mm-hmm. And this was also she started to memorize the programming that BBC America used to (laughs) play because it was this continuous thing that they would have it on like they always played like the same shows at the same time so she knew when like a two hour block of Doctor Who started that I was (laughs) going to be coming home soon.
0: Tell me the story about her reaction to the Top Gear theme
1: Oh god (laughs) so we were, I hadn't had her very long and I just started watching Top Gear and so she heard the, the music and just perked up and just watched and watched an entire episode of Top Gear. And I was just like, okay, all right.
0: Because this was something familiar for her. For her, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, the, the first at least six months were a huge adjustment period. Which is
0: understandable. I mean, yeah. it's a natural fish out of water kind of tale.
1: But her her adjustment, I think, took a little bit longer than any other dog that I've had or that we've you know brought in. It's because she went from a situation of being around tons of other dogs to being the only one.
0: Well, she was also... One thing that is unique to both Alice and Rollo is the fact that they're both somewhat aloof mm-hmm. and rare to give affection. Mm-hmm. But you got quite possibly out of, probably actually both of you, probably got the most affection out of Alice that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Because she would get her, like, snout, like, right there, face to face with you, and that's about as close as she ever got.
1: Mm -hmm. Do breath checks. Mm -hmm.
0: You actually got something, I'm somewhat jealous of this, to see her react to seeing Ashley again. And if you want, we'll get into that now, or we'll talk about it later on the timeline. But I would love that reaction of Alice seeing Ashley again after her little procedure.
2: Did I record that? Yes, you yes, did. you Because I was like, I hope I recorded You that. recorded That's
0: the reason I know about of its existence. It, like, showed up. I'm like, son of a bitch, I wasn't there for that. Oh, my God.
2: That was so awesome. I it was going to be, like, a special moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's been away from you for, like, a day and a half at that point. Well, mm-hmm. you also
1: texted me going, you know you can go pick her up now, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's driving me crazy. You know you can pick her up, right? Yeah. She was just
2: like... We, after, sur- she had her surgery, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, I'd walk her, and she wouldn't do anything. hmm And then I'd put her back in the kennel, and she'd instantly pee. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you little brat yeah okay yeah so then like the next day i was like you know what? we're gonna go around the we're gonna go around the block you gotta go outside like it's you gotta go potty you gotta go outside it's gonna happen
0: speaking from so, experience alice could be a pain in the ass to go on
2: lead honestly yeah mm-hmm. no freaking impossible yeah so we went around the block and she sniffed and she walked and she was fine and re- was recovering well and then we get back inside and she instantly pees in her kennel. <laughs> I mean, freaking me, little girl <laughs> like what is your deal <laughs> and then like i text ashlyn like does Alice just not go on the lead? And she's like, "Oh yeah, no, no, Alice won't go to bathroom on the lead." I was like, "Oh, thanks for the warning." Yeah, no, <laughs> she, won't, that. she
1: won't
2: do it. <laughs> but like the second she's back on her cage, she's like, "Oh yeah, I really had to go." <laughs> and, like it got to the point where I'd walk her, mm-hmm. come back, and I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna wait. You're mm-hmm. gonna pee in your cage. I'm just gonna wait." Mm-hmm. And then she'd go, I'm like, all right, let's take you out. Put you in this one that I already had set up because now I know you. Oh, that's clever. Well done.
0: Well done. Because Alice, believe it or not, on weekends, if we weren't paying enough attention to her, she would come into the room and kind of look at us. We would ignore her. And she's like, okay. Next thing you know, we'd be surprised. There's a cold puddle of urine in the living room floor.
1: Well, and, and like pe- people would always say, you know, oh, dogs don't have that sensibility to be spiteful and all that oh, stuff. Bullshit. I was like, shit <laughs> You never,
0: you, you never met Alice. You've
1: never met Alice. Oh my god. God, she would spiteful pee and she would spiteful poop. If you didn't And do she some, would escape. She would escape.
0: Nothing could contain her.
1: And oh good god. Um, there were most of her spiteful poops were because she realized that I had seen her gammy.
0: Yes. Okay. One of the things that was a big problem with Alice was the fact that if she was I've said this before. I'll say it again. You were one of her favorite people. If anybody, us or either one of us, had seen you and I, she would smell it, we would get nothing but, like, revenge from her. She was like, how dare you? Be
1: it she would destroy the trash cans. Yes. She would... We had to buy
0: more than one trash can because of her. And, and locking
1: be, trash yeah, cans. Yeah, but she would also... If I had seen you within 24 or 36 hours and she didn't get to see her gammy... Mm-hmm. She would leave me a couple of piles of poop on the front door. Like, right by the front door, like, you bitch. I'm going to make your life hell. And, and, I mean, she had the most, like, bizarre personality quirks. Mm -hmm. She was the epitome of diva. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had gotten the, the IKEA sofa. Hadn't had that two weeks. What does she do? She pulls a bottle of vegetable oil off the counter and pours it all over the Chase Lounge. You can always tell on the
0: drop can when you fucked up when you left because you can yeah. see Alice in, like, debris on the floor. You're mm-hmm. like, son of a bitch, I forgot to move the trash can again. Yeah. And she would, some reason, she would take the container of coconut oil mm-hmm. that you would have and just put it on the, like, Chase Lounge in front of her. The lid would be destroyed. The content's all there, no problem. But mm-hmm. the lid is, like, deformed to the point that it's not even a lid anymore.
1: Well, I, and my logic with that would be, like... Because we would leave the TV on, and so she would take the coconut oil off the counter, oh, it's bring like it the to munchies the munchies or something. Yeah, bring it to the sofa, <laughs> and it's like a, like a you know woman watching her stories eating popcorn, and it's just her <laughs> licking the coconut oil, and just like, hey, how's it going? Oh my okay.
3: god! Well, you were talking about Michael. You asked me about the relationship between me and Alice, and I'm not sure because I got a story to tell you all that you all have never heard. Perfect oh, for shit. a podcast. Okay, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. But it's, I call it The Adventures of Alice and Gammy. Nice. And going back to the time frame, I'm not real sure when this was, what year, what month. I just know it was nice weather, mm-hmm. mm. probably in the low 70s. And you were at your part-time job at a movie theater. so on a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh, I think it was on a Sunday. I wasn't even in the picture. It on a Sunday. And I don't think Alice had been here in the us very long but I, I don't remember what year
2: mm-hmm.
3: i don't know if it was well anyway so you were i think you had 11 to 3 shift at the movie theater so you know me i'm fidgety i gotta stay busy doing stuff so me and alice were hanging out in the kitchen doing our normal thing and i said well it's a nice day we're gonna when ashley gets home we're gonna have some dinner on the deck so i was busy scurrying around getting stuff done running in and out the back door well I don't know if one of these times that she got tired of it or thought she heard something thought Gammy was leaving her, heard car door slam, thought Ashley was home. Yeah. So I'm taking something out and I was bracing on Alice came out behind me and you said escape artist. Yeah, definitely. Boom. As soon as she, was she saw an opportunity. yeah. She's gone. I was like, son of a bitch. I put everything down on the table and I went flying down the deck steps and I'm chasing after. I was like, Alice! And often she stopped at the end of the driveway and she looked back at me and I thought, oh gosh, she thinks this is a friggin' game. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Off she goes, down in the cul de sac, running around, and here I am, just running after, running up. <laughs> Alice! Alice! <laughs> so <clears throat> she takes off, and a lot of the houses in the cul de sac. She goes around behind the yard, so I'm chasing her around the yard, going around. I was like, Alice, come here! This is, By this time, it's like, quarter to two. I said, well, she's going to be home shortly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I figured out, I think she had heard the noise. And I think she, when you were talking about that time frame, mm-hmm. I think she thought you were already home.
0: She's yeah, she's probably looking for you.
3: So I'm back there behind all of those houses. And I'm not going to say who's who they were, but I was mm-hmm. roaming around. There was that big ravine down there. Mm-hmm. I kept looking around. I couldn't find her.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I was like, oh my God. I said, maybe she went down in that mm-hmm. little ditch ravine mm-hmm. and she's over in the retirement place. Because mm-hmm. I kept hollering, hollering so i said like, all right so i run back to the house at the time i had the honda accord mm-hmm. so i go in there jump in the car and i said all right i'll run drive around there real quick went through there and there's these two boys walking around they were like i said have y'all seen a dog that looks like a large i didn't, if i said the name they wouldn't know what i was talking about yeah, right said, it that looks makes like sense a large big old tricolor. oh no is it your dog and i said well I'm, I'm responsible for her right now, and yeah, yeah. she just bolted out the back door, and they said, well, we'll help you look. So they were running around, and they said, what's her name? They were, Alice, Alice, and they were all calling her. And so finally, I kept circling around down those buildings by the ravine. Couldn't find mm-hmm. So they said, well, we haven't seen, but we'll keep looking. And so I said, well, I'm in the neighborhood right next door. So I get in the Honda Accord, and I'm flying back home, I'm screeching in the driveway. Pull up in there, and all of a sudden, I look up. My neighbors
0: mm-hmm.
3: next door that have a shed out, and they had a shed dweller.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I pull in the driveway, and I look over, and he's in my driveway, standing up by my deck, with his finger up like this, smiling. So I pulled up. I got on the car, and he looked at me. He said, "You looking for somebody?" Oh, I said. He started laughing. I was like, Yeah. So I walk up. I kid you not, Alice is at the top of the steps, standing there, swigging her tail. I swear to God, that dog was laughing. Like, yes, I got was. you. I got yes, you. I got she got was. You.
0: She was laughing at you.
3: <laughs> and so oh, he my and God. I talked about it. And he said, Well, I knew since y'all she's been in your house that she wasn't supposed to be off lead. And mm-hmm. so he said, I, When I saw her, and he said, I looked, and your car was in the driveway. And so, so what we figured out, he and I, when I cranked that Honda cord and went screeching out of the driveway, that's when she came back because she thought it was you. Mm-hmm. But I had whipped around over there, mm-hmm. got back in the driveway, and meanwhile she comes up on the deck and she's looking around like, okay, what did I do? Yeah. So he was standing there, standing guard. and he said, well, I'm not going to let her go anywhere until you
1: came back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that.
0: No, there's probably a good reason why. I
1: probably would have cussed her out. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah. that'd But I said, to me,
3: as my mother always said, all's well that ends, ends well. Ends well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of comical uh-huh. in a way because I said, because years ago we had, we had a cat named Simba that got out of the townhouse. And I said, well, they'll, they'll pick up the scent. And I said, I think that's why Alice mm-hmm. knew, because by me tracing around all of those houses in the cul-de-sac, because mm-hmm. she hadn't been here that long in my right. house that long she found her way back and I think that was the logic with Simba mm-hmm. that he knew how to get back because we hadn't had him very long and yeah. he showed up after being gone for three days mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. but I said well it was kind of funny and comical and the neighbor got a good laugh but but yeah, he when he mm-hmm. saw her up on the deck looking around like where'd everybody go <laughs> he jumped Uh, this guy jumped over the fence and he just said well I'll stand there because I'm sure Ann's out looking for the dog (laughs)
1: yeah but I mean that just really speaks to her personality she did things very much so on her own terms and in her own unique way but yeah back to what you were saying though the bond Mm -hmm. but
3: I think between me and Alice, that was a defining day right there. hmm Yeah. And just, you know, her hanging out with me while mm-hmm. Ashley, you know, worked mm-hmm. up, up at the theater on weekends part-time right. because she would, you know, mm-hmm. hang out with me and stuff. But just to see that look on her face like, there you are, ha, 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 ha. She was...
0: <laughs> well, what's funny is even without that story, Ashley still told me that the breed is a flight risk. They cannot be allowed off off the lead. Even mm-hmm. She told me that even without that tale. Mm-hmm. which I think is amusing as hell. Well, that's yeah. why
3: when y'all would come to my house, I'd say, listen, make sure we shut that front door. Don't leave the, the glass, the storm door. <laughs>
1: and now the circle now is complete. Now it makes sense. <laughs> oh, my God. I, don't know I, why. Could, I could
0: throw my own mother out of there the bus in regards to Penny getting off the, off the lead, but I think I just yeah. did, and that's about as far as I need to go. <laughs> but... Um, The fact that she would be laughing at me, I mean, that is is definitely Alice all over, as Mm -hmm. is, like, our first time going to Meet the Breeds, when she was looking around at us and was like, are you kidding me? I mean, because we only had Alice when we went to the first time in New York. It was Alice, end of story, end of list. And she made a point, we were just using the table for display purposes, but she said, fuck that. She got up on a chair... Right, and then immediately got up onto the table itself and did a free stack mm-hmm. right there. And she's like, here I am. This is what you came to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, was she like that at shows when you took her?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the first time that I took her to a show was actually Cortland in August. Um,
0: Never going back to
1: Cortland. Yeah. But it was Cortland in August of 2010. And... Um, did you go to
2: that
1: in? And it was... I'd, I'd only... I'd only entered her for that one day, Mm. and we'd been working and going to class and all that stuff, so I knew she was ready, Yeah. and the very first time she won a group one, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) You've got something. Uh, Yeah, I was like, I've I've got something here. I I don't know what I have yet, and then what was really neat was um, Janie and Mel, my mentors and showed great danes with them yeah they were there they usually they don't show UKC anymore hmm. but they just happened to be there i don't know who they were showing and then for best in show i had never gone in a best in show ring before i was like <laughs> what the hell do i do right how do i do this where I do i are... stand you like i was like i'm just going off of what i'd seen on tv yeah and what I'd seen on Westminster, and what I'd seen like, and what I'd known from going to various different shows and, and watching them, and I'm like, okay, here's what I do. And then when the judge pointed at Al for reserve best in show, I was like, do I? What? <laughs> what do, huh? And it was her first weekend out. Mm-hmm. so I, I was like, holy shit!
0: Yeah, you were floored. I,
1: I and then for her, we had taken. We'd taken some time off because she was supposed to come in season. Mm-hmm. And again, in true Alice fashion, she never did anything easy. And she did a split heat cycle.
0: Where she would be in heat for this amount of time, come yep. out, and then go back in.
1: Yep. And she went she went in. It was like the end of October, Halloween-ish. Mm-hmm. Went in for maybe like a week. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, fine. I'll enter her in Chesterfield, which is November. And that'll finish her UKC title if she goes group placements. Well, within two days of her finishing her UKC champion title, she came in season again. At and it was, this was at, at your house, mom, where she, like, we were just like, this is ridiculous. Mm. And she turned. That's when she showed her hussy side. <laughs> and we, oh god! Oh, oh no, hussy Alice! Oh, she fuck. she would back. This is when she really got to love her Gammy. She realized, You're a
0: "Fine, looking Gammy, I'm going to back my ass up
1: <laughs> pretty much." <laughs> and she would back her ass up to the to to the kitchen table mm-hmm. and would fling her head back and just start grunting and moaning mm-hmm. or it would be that oh, oh. and then Mom got the bright idea to lift up her knee a little bit, so then Alice was just backing her ass into under Gammy's knee and was just like, hi Gammy, let's go, help me <laughs> Come out here, please."
0: Well, you gotta go, you gotta go. I yeah, guess I mean, shit.
1: Because
0: um, she would always, when I'm getting ready for work or whatever, putting my shoes on, she would actually put her. But there, but not because of that particular reason. She wanted me to like scratch just above
1: the base of her tail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, she lived for butt scratches. Yeah. I mean, that was that was her favorite thing on the planet was just butt scratches. Butt scratches. <laughs> <laughs> butt. Butt scratches and, and sweet potatoes.
0: Oh God, sweet potatoes.
1: And this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell on, I'm gonna tell on her gambi right now. So she. had... She discovered her love for sweet potatoes because of her gammy. Mm-hmm. And she realized that if she pinned her gammy up against the door, she got all the sweet potatoes in the world. Yeah. So she used to, when my mom would bake sweet potatoes, it, baking sweet potatoes is always like a fall, wintery thing. It makes the yeah. house smell really good. Yeah. Well, Alice realized that and pinned her gammy up against the kitchen door. Mm -hmm.
0: Was she like on her hind legs and everything? Yeah. Yeah,
1: pretty much. It was just like, you're not moving until you give me some sweet potato. Mm. Period.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But that's just... Every little detail about Alice, every little thing, you know, there were just little quirks and things... And every... When people say, you know... It's not. It's not the easy dogs that make a good dog trainer. It's the difficult ones.
2: Yeah.
1: She put me through my paces hard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> boy. I mean, she she made me work for every little thing and every everything that I thought I wanted for one dog,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it didn't involve her. Yeah. She was like, no, I want that. Yeah. Like. Her very first AKC Best in Show. Mm-hmm. She had only had puppies eight weeks before. Yeah. And I had entered her as a filler for Rolo.
0: <laughs> so essentially, Alice wasn't there to win. Rolo no, was. Rolo but was there to win. She still took it.
1: Yeah. And basically, I could have dropped the leash and she would have showed herself.
0: That's, it, that's one of the things I always loved about her. Um I'm rubbish in the ring anyway but if I got Alice I knew I was going to get at least a bit of an easy time because she's like look I'm a pro at this I got you and she would just look up at me and basically tell me that but at the same time there's still my favorite story of you getting a dirty look
1: oh boy yeah
0: I had Alice on lead Yeah. I don't remember where I think it was either Cortland or it Chesterfield was at, it was at Cortland and you had I think Rowe. Rola yeah, and she's pretty puppy we went around and everything like that the judge noticed that Alice was giving you a dirty look and told you
1: well, the judge was examining Roe, and this was after Alice had already gone around. And she looked. the judge looked over at me. She goes, you know that dog's giving you a middle finger, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. i Which well goes aware. back to
0: what Gammy was saying about Alice laughing at her. Yeah.
1: I mean, the level of expressiveness of Alice mm-hmm. was just off the charts.
0: She would talk back.
1: She would talk back. She had to have... (laughs)
0: Sam's nodding her head, by Mm -hmm. the way.
1: (laughs) She had to have her own chair at show sites.
0: Oh, oh, she she did. The first time Mm -hmm. I ever went to a a show thing, um, there were two chairs, and I couldn't sit in one of them. I had to get one of the ones that were there in order to sit down. Yeah,
1: because it was Alice's chair. It was Alice's chair. You don't sit in Alice's chair because it's hers, and she would rather sit in her chair than get in a crate. And that's just how she was. She made sure that this was... Everyone knew that we were all graced to be in her presence.
0: Oh, that is very eloquently put. Mm -hmm. And that actually leads me into one of my favorite stories to ever tell. I wouldn't be here if not for her approval. Mm -hmm. Our first date was at a Barnes & Noble. We just basically hung out and talked a lot. Yep. But at one point, I think it was like maybe second or third date, Mm -hmm. I actually had to meet Alice. She... Was the measuring stick. If I didn't actually measure up to Alice's expectations, we weren't going to work at all. I mean, it's like what it says outside uh, this room. It's like, if our dog doesn't like you, chances are we're not going to like you either. I was fortunate enough that Alice apparently must have approved or liked me or something. I don't know whether she smelled Kimper or Penny or what have you. Just me. Mm-hmm. But Alice apparently approved. And we went on from there. Yeah. And another of my favorite stories, honestly, is Nurse Alice.
1: Oh, yeah. Nurse Alice. That's That's been the toughest thing, getting over her passing, is Nurse Alice. Well,
0: my story was, um, I think I was working at AGA at the time, mm-hmm. and Ashley had deemed me unfit to go to work that day.
1: And yeah, you couldn't breathe. You were unfit to work.
0: And you made me stay home, but what really slayed me was the fact that you brought Alice into the room, laid her on the bed, and you told her... Take care of daddy, essentially, mm-hmm. is what you said. That's the last thing I remember, because the next thing I wake up, it's like after 12, 31 o'clock, I look up, Al, I still feel like this warm body next to me. It was Alice. She stayed there the whole fucking time.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's that's Al, is when... When she
0: got older, she wouldn't do that shit.
1: <laughs> Not to you.
0: Oh, thanks.
1: <laughs> but that's just how Al Al real has this sense about her of like... If somebody was really sick or if somebody needed their help, mm-hmm. she was there. But if you were just feeling kind of meh and you needed your space, she was like, fine, I need mine too. Y'all suck. I'm going to go sit on the sofa.
0: And she actually was one of the few people that would tolerate me you know, playing video games mm-hmm. in the living room. Or, oh my God, she used to hate when I would clean. Because mm-hmm. I would move everything and she didn't know where to go. Just like, I don't I don't know where to be. I, I, I don't have a space. I'm uncomfortable. you know, but eventually when it was over, I'm laying like on the couch, leave me alone. <laughs> She's
1: like, I need my you're in my bubble. right. Get out of my bubble. right. But I mean for for Alice, there were so many things about her, these like weird personality quirks that I I'm like, when people are have asked me, you know, how how am I doing? And I'm like, the house is too quiet. That, that was one of the that's things... the biggest that, thing, is this house is too quiet. And Sam, when Sam came over... Yeah. Like, the it very helped, first though. time... It helped, When he Sam came help. over, it helped. But Sam looked at me, and she goes, it's too
2: quiet.
0: Yeah. I'm... Yeah. No, go ahead, sorry. No,
2: I was going to say, yeah, I walked in, and I was like... Am I getting rude at? I'm not hearing whining.
0: Alright.
1: Like, You're not getting cow not, noises or yeah, anything. Like I'm
2: not it's it was it was compl- and like her her kennel was gone from the space and I was just like this is different.
0: The kennel mm-hmm. never made it back from Florida. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what happened to it, but it never made it back from it, Florida. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you say a <laughs> thing. No, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: know what happened. I probably.
0: don't want evidence. No, you don't know what happened. Well actually yes you yes, do. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> You told me. I reveled in the fact that it never made it back from Florida. Um, but I had to do a lot um, when we came back from that trip in Florida. Um, there was like so many reminders. Um, Ashley was about to walk into the house and I noticed that the rug that we would sit Alice's crate on was still in that position. So I said, fuck, I have to do something. So I took it and I just flung it down the hallway and she blamed you for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and
3: I, I had vacuumed it
0: yes you know, I room. no you did you did but I wasn't going to tell her otherwise either because like oh Gammy did it okay fine That's, I had no problem with that
1: Yeah, but I, mean, I even
0: <laughs> abused it a little bit it's like oh god she moved the controllers it's like
1: no it was me <laughs> yeah but I mean it's like the, those little little things and when yeah. I really do have to thank the dog show community down in Florida. They right. were amazing. They were Absolutely. remarkable. Yeah. They did everything that they were that they, that good friends are supposed to do when you need it.
0: Are you gonna have to pause that?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to have to pause. Hang on. Hold, please. Dogs sparking. And we're
0: back. Um, this podcast is not, repeat, not sponsored by Retriever Brand Crates, which Rollo broke out of in less than 30 days. Retriever Brand Crates. Stay the fuck away from them.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wanted to fit that in somewhere. That was perfect.
1: Um, so, we're trying to keep this, you know upbeat and happy and all that stuff. Um.
0: I actually had a question poised and ready regarding the the absence of Alice. Well, no. You guys have already addressed it before the break. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we didn't get what your mom felt Mm -hmm. about it, about coming here and not hearing Alice. But, I mean, if you'd like to. You don't have to. If you don't want to, we can move on.
3: No, I mean, well, because normally if I come over here, y'all are at a dog show and there's no noise in here anyway. Yeah. But I did vacuum the rug off and was Plots around because I said, well, I didn't know if you would still use the rug to set mm-hmm. another crate on it for some reason, but mm-hmm. I, but I did. Sit, I said, well, this was Alice's mm-hmm. rug, and I was like, I vacuumed it off and kind of pushed it around a little bit, but it did make me think. But no, I didn't kick it out of the way. <laughs> so no, said, that was well, me. Like, yeah. yeah, it no, would be you, you, know, you could still probably use yeah. it somewhere else to keep under a crate if not there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like,
2: but
1: the biggest thing is that. You know, when people are are coming... Like, we, went, we were at Fredericksburg yesterday at a mm-hmm. show. And some people came up and, you know, were really, really, really nice. But it's also one of those things where I'm like, yeah, but you never really... Like, some of them that saw a show, they know. Yeah. They understood. They yeah. understood the bond. They yeah. get it. Others are just kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, trying to help me with these kind of like rubber stamp grief platitude things well' and I'm just
0: like here's what I wanted to know does does it help or hurt or both what when they say oh I'm sorry to hear about Alice I mean does it is it like ripping off a band-aid for you or does it
1: it depends on the person okay it really does like if it's if it's a dog show person that I know and that I respect and mm-hmm. that I have a lot of admiration for yeah it's fine. If it is someone that I could take or leave, mm-hmm. or if they're not heavily involved in dogs, or not overly familiar with that particular bond, mm-hmm. it does hurt.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like, I'm, I'm so glad for Christmas Day that we did not go out to the family farm. So glad. Mm-hmm. Because if I had seen some of your brother's mom... You know they would not have been very tactful, yeah, and it would have hurt more Mm
2: -hmm.
1: than because they they are of that old school mentality of saying hounds are outside, hounds are not pets, hounds that they get into that whole thing of it's a hound.
0: I I actually,
1: it's not a, it's not a family member. It's not a pet. It's a hound. And there's that clear separation.
0: Here's the thing that I have an objection with in regards to this. People that feel like that have clearly not seen John Wick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's reaction was perfect. I mean, because supposedly this is all, you know, I know this is going to go back to the title of the show, about a dog. No. This is about the emotional bond that you have with the dog. And that's why Wick is basically going about killing people, basically so loosely, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's my point. Yeah. Dogs are not just commodities or possessions or anything like that. Yeah.
3: yeah, but back to what you were saying. I mean, that was probably a wise choice because the mindset down there is that when you have a certain breed of dog, it's used for a purpose, hunting. It's it's not. Uh, up until the last probably 25 or 30 years, none of my family members really had um, what they call a pet Mm -hmm. that stayed inside of the house. I Mm -hmm. mean, a lot of the the brothers, but that's what they were familiar with, so that's where Uh their mindset or attitude is uh, about that. And so, But I think they've warmed up to that, and a lot of them now Mm -hmm. have their own Mm -hmm. indoor pets and But, I mean, back to what you said earlier, though, I mean, to me, either by the mere fact that someone, once they know what happened to Alice, whether they're in the dog show arena or not, just the mere fact that they said something, that Mm -hmm. they took that, they didn't have to say anything. Right, Right. they they took time out of their day. To me, that should have some level of, that was showing some respect to you and Mm -hmm. those who knew Alice and have known you for a long time. They could have more of an emotional core, mm-hmm. especially if they're dog owners, because it can happen to anybody. And I, as I've told you, when mm-hmm. I shared this story to two of my friends at a Christmas party, they both looked at me and they mm-hmm. said, "Oh yeah, we've had the same thing happen to us."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What did um, um, your I I sorry I, I love this this tale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your return to work. Um. You, you know what I'm referring. Yeah, to, Yeah, right? my
1: return to work. I'd already let my boss know what had happened because I wanted to just let her be aware of if, because most people, when they come back from vacation, they are wanting to share the fun, happy tales and all of that stuff. It's a totally foreign concept to come back from vacation and just be emotionally raw. Mm. So I went ahead and told my boss and the very first time my boss saw me she turned around and grabbed me in this big old hug and we both just started bawling. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: But I mean that's that's what you're supposed to do and it's yeah. that good and she helped to filter things out mm-hmm. and made sure that you know I didn't have so many people coming up to me mm-hmm. and doing all of these, you know, things that are not necessarily unwelcome and it's just kind of, it's it's an awkward situation, and yeah. and I'm so glad that I told my boss because then she was able to save me from a lot of that, especially mm-hmm. since yeah. you know it's around the holidays too. So it, yeah. it you know, I, I think if it was any other time of the year too, it would have been different. But since it happened around the holidays, yeah. and it also happened around my birthday too, mm. and it was just kind of like this weird. Awkward Banantic, you know. September. <laughs> yeah. I, and it, 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 I have, I have my good days. I have my bad days. Right. Um, Friday was a relatively good day. And I had that moment when I was walking around Pet Supplies Plus. Oh, the Phil
0: Collins moment.
1: And a Phil Collins song came on.
0: I worry uh, about you if I if a uh, Billy Joel song comes up oh, I'm I mean, screwed. now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, I'm screwed. Just you're you're totally screwed. Because I mean, I mean, can you explain why?
1: So most of the dogs in this house have a song because Michael and I and my mom were all very musical people. Well, technically,
0: Celine has two. Yeah, Celine. One has one with her name. The other is natural. Both, I think, yeah, by Imagine Dragons. Dragons.
1: Um, but Alice has two songs. Both of them. By Billy Joel, one of which was discovered by my mother. You discovered one of the songs and was like, This is Alice's song. Billy Joel's Tell Her About It.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> tell her about it.
1: Mm-hmm. The other song is Uptown Girl because it just fits it, her. It, it fits her so well. It fits her perfectly. It, it,
0: it's, it's like, you know, yeah, it's the. So
1: those two Billy Joel songs I'm screwed and I'm not really a huge Billy Joel fan Black-white I respect fan. him yeah. for what he you know kind of music that he does but those two his songs his music ain't bad no but I'm like okay I'm screwed like I mean Rolos is um oh my god Fall Boy, Fallout Boy yeah Light yeah him yeah, up. yeah um but fire <laughs> but like
0: Kemper I don't think has a song no
1: Kemper doesn't have one <laughs> Kemper's is
0: the psycho thing. Yeah. Actually, well, I, actually, I take that back. Dennis Leary actually did a song. Um, its title is basically I'm an asshole. That's Kemper's song. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but, yeah, I mean, the, the, that Phil Collins moment on Friday was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Two Hearts came on, and I was just like, Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. that's apt description, I think, yeah. of and, and both it, you and Alice.
1: And it just brought, like, the lyrics brought back just that bond mm-hmm. about how yeah. she well, and I connect.
0: I actually had a particular song in mind. Because um, I was there, unfortunately, in the car when it happened. And after everything went down, yeah, I had to hear... Um, What's the name of the composer who did uh, Ratatouille?
1: Giacchino? Yeah, Giacchino.
0: He did Star Trek, um, the 2009 version of Star Trek, and Labor of Love, I had to listen to it. Mm -hmm. I made myself do it, because it was in my head the entire time everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And I will just go ahead and publicly admit that when I listened to it in the car after everything went down, I ugly face cried. Mm -hmm. By the end of the song and... I'll look on YouTube here. Two minutes and 54 seconds, so make it three even. hmm it, it was out. Yeah. I, I was done. Mm. And I had kind of come to terms with it. hmm But I had had those three minutes to essentially just... Just to feel it.
1: Yeah. And, and like, those moments just to feel it. And, and those times, like... Truth be told, if it wasn't for Alice and all you guys can agree with me or disagree... If it wasn't for Alice, I would not be alive right now.
0: That's a fair point. Period. That's a fair point. I just one of the things that amazed me about the two of you is um, when you decided to do service work, I didn't know exactly mm-hmm. how it was going to work, but she made it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would just nudge your mm-hmm. your your leg when uh-huh. I mean cuz she was that in sync with your body and, yeah. and everything was going on.
1: But if it wasn't for Alice and if it wasn't for what she did that one day
0: Are you going to tell the story? Yeah,
1: in the ER. I would not be alive. Oh, I
0: remember the. Oh, okay.
1: If she hadn't started doing that in front of... I had a form of appendicitis that was not common. Usually appendicitis goes from feeling fine to holy crap really quick. Mine was feeling awful for two or three months and nobody could figure out what was going on.
0: It's like about how many ER visits? At least eight. Yeah. At least eight. We still did not figure it out.
1: And then that one day, they had done a CT scan. And Alice was sitting in one of the chairs in the ER. She wasn't on the bed. Mm-mm. Because I couldn't have anybody. That area was just so sensitive. That entire yeah. My entire abdominal region was just so sensitive. And the ER doctor just watched Alice. And watched where her head was. And how her head was pointing right toward my appendix and then would look toward my face to the appendix. <laughs> to my face, to the appendix. And then that's when the, the ER doctor was like, look, I'm going to admit you We're going to take your appendix out. And it was like somebody flipped a switch. Wasn't it, Mom? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because I was like deathly ill, looked like hell, felt like hell.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Within 12 hours, I was like, oh, I feel pretty good. And I was fussing at the, the nurses saying, if you hang another IV bag, I'm going to scream because <laughs> I've been peeing all night. But if it hadn't been for Alice, I probably would have gone septic eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody would have been able to figure it out.
2: So, I mean.
0: I owe our relationship to Alice. Mm-hmm.
2: I will say Alice was very in to everyone. Cause mm-hmm. She helped me through a panic attack once. Mm-hmm.
0: Really? I don't know about yeah. this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were actually at a store that should go unnamed. And okay. And it was, I was people that I didn't want to be around. And we were at the register and I was freaking out internally and Alice just nudged me. And like, Ashley was like, no, pet her. That's what she's there for. She's telling you to pet her and you, she's got you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, alright, so I just started petting her and just talking to her and she just mm-hmm. kept nudging me and just being there for me and helped me through it and I was like, Man mm-hmm. was That's like, what she does. That's what she does, man. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I mean that's that's just how she was. And when people are when people come up to me now, they're like they understand mm-hmm. um and they get it. hmm Especially those that have seen it and have experienced it, have been around her. It's that sort of thing where I'm just like, all right, you know, I I, I haven't been back to dog show class since it happened.
0: And I think it's completely unrelated.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and part of it was because it wasn't around during the holidays and stuff. But, yeah. Um, I figured the first class that was offered in the new year I was like I don't really feel mentally prepared to do it Yeah. so I went and got myself a massage I wanted to get everything <laughs> out of it and it was just like okay so I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jones up there on Wednesday yeah. and um, thankfully some of the usual dog show people like Veronica and Kelly are gonna be there
0: round up the usual suspects <laughs> yeah
1: because I, I think if there there are certain people that I really have zero desire to talk about this with and probably if if they if they even know or whatever and they mention it it'd be fine. But to explain what happened and all of that I don't To go want through to. it again, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go through it. And the the toughest part is dog show people by nature are very judgy by nature because that's what we do. Hmm. We judge dogs. We look at dogs. We evaluate breeding stock. That's, ha- that's the whole point of it. So when something like this happens, the last thing that you need to do is to judge people. Mm. And it's a very hard concept for some dog show people to understand that now is not the time for your judgment. Now is the time for you to just sit back and shut up. <laughs> because... I don't. I don't need people saying, "Oh, well, you should have done this, or could you have done this, or those things." I haven't gotten it yet, but I don't want it to even come up.
0: We could do what have could have should have yeah, all day. Yeah,
1: all day. It's not going to change the outcome it at won't. all. It won't. It won't. Honestly. And yes, because of what happened, am I going to evaluate the breeding program that we're starting? Sure. Does it put more sense of urgency? On me to continue Alice's legacy? you damn right it does. Mm. Does it make me desperate? Does it make me feel anxious? Sure.
0: You do have one thing, I think, that you probably haven't really either addressed or remembered or anything like that. One of your favorite books, its author, mm-hmm. saw her before he passed. Yes. You remember Richard Beauchamp.
1: He gave her a group one exactly. before he passed away.
0: And you know, he wrote that book that we have right there, "Solving the Mysteries of the Breed Type." And he's actually one of the people that I think was—did he mention? Uh, I don't remember exactly what the he was like. A, I think a hound person or no, what have you. No, he's a um,
1: he's a Bichon and Boxer and Cocker Spaniel guy. But the fact that he gave Alice a group one. Mm-hmm. And Saw Alice. And Saw Alice is one of those moments that I, I'll treasure forever. Yeah. There, are so many, there are so many show moments that I will treasure forever with Alice. She was
0: Alice. F- first to get the CM... Uh, what was the, the, the that, that... She
1: was the first UKC champion Hamilton Stovar. First to win a group on in North America. First to win a reserve best in show in North America. First to win a best in show in North America... First to win multiple Best in the Show in America, first CGC, first CGCA
0: was what I was thinking of.
1: First CGCA fourth ever mm-hmm. of all breeds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she won. She still holds the record for most group wins for Hamilton Stovar ever. Mm-hmm. Um, at around seventy, she had she, she was she was undefeated when I entered her as a veteran. In the best veteran category, she won best veteran every best veteran in show every time she was entered. Mm-hmm. Um, she really was one of those one in a million show dogs where right. she was built well, she produced well, she loved it. It's <laughs> those three com- those three things are what you want. Yeah. And yes, Alice only had four puppies. Does that make her any less deserving of? A legendary dog? No. no. Are her four puppies outstanding examples of the breed? you damn right they are. <laughs> because those four puppies have 12 titles and counting between them. That doesn't happen. It no. just doesn't. Regardless of the breed, it just doesn't. Usually, when you have a litter of puppies, you may have one or two that will go on to get a couple of titles. But for them to have 12 titles and counting between Four individuals, Mm -hmm. is unreal. Unprecedented, yeah. It's just so unbelievably rare. And, you know, yes, Rolo does take some credit in that because he helped to create them. (laughs) But...
0: That was a fun tie, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) (sighs) But, you know, Alice imparted so much, and there are so many times that I'm like... I'm so glad she did not give me her mirror image.
2: Mm. Like,
1: if she had given me a puppy that looked like her and behaved like her, that would have made this whole situation so much more difficult. Right, yeah. Because thankfully, Celine looks like her,
0: but doesn't act like her. Good God, no. <laughs>
1: and Raven looks more like several generations back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes I'm seeing a little bit of outcome mm-hmm. out, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But she's way more cuddly, way more affectionate, wants to just be with you. She still has that... Both both girls are still intuitive as hell. Mm-hmm. But it's still... I'm so glad that I don't have a little mini Alice running around right now. Yeah. It'd be different if it was. I, It'd it be would, a
0: constant living memory.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... I mean, for me,
3: what we're all saying, Sam mm-hmm. and you and Michael is the fact that, I mean, that we're reveling in the fact of the impact she's had on us. Mm -hmm. But as I had told you before, I mean, it's with losing anybody, you know, a pet, a chicken, Mm -hmm. you know, a family member. Mm -hmm. Once you can get it out of your head that the reality of it, get at peace with that, and move everything into your heart, and I think that's what we're all saying now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you realize that the impact, and you feel much richer and better mm-hmm. for having known Alice and what she brought be it the hilarity of the escape artist, or <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just nudging you, or just so that to me, that's what this whole thing is about is mm-hmm. feeling it in your heart because that won't ever go away. No, yeah, no. yeah.
0: So. and I did not. Was completely unaware of these stories that you both told today. I thank you for that, because mm-hmm. that just you. it just really speaks to Alice in general. Yeah, I had yeah.
3: sort of forgotten about mine until Ashley and we were talking about it on the phone the other night. Well, Ashley, I'm not sure what you, and all of a sudden I said, Oh yeah, <laughs> little Miss Alice almost got away. But yeah. I knew the way she was acting; it was a game she was playing with me. Yeah. She was like, "I'm free. Let's run around, and gammy. <laughs> Let's play." Yeah.
1: But I mean, there there were so many weird things that like we don't have to do anymore that I'm just like uh, it's that like worrying
0: about our happy tail and coming home to a crime
1: scene yeah <laughs> that thing um <laughs> like making sure the trash cans are moved out of reach because mm. you know even though we ha- we still have the locking trash cans for a reason yeah but Alice I don't have was, to move it
0: into the muck room every day yeah
1: but alice was the one that figured out that even if it's locked if you knock it over and jump on it a couple of times the damn thing would fly right, right open mm. um physics but she'll like i remember i had we had only had her maybe about a year because she was living with with her gammy and we were vacuuming or something and I had taken stuff to put it in the trash can and left the trash can lid open, That's but she way was still in the kitchen. Yeah. She just did a swan dive, perfect swan dive into the trash can, and all you saw was the tip of the white tail
2: <laughs> and the white feet, just like <laughs> help me.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it, it's those little things where I'm like, yeah, I I I'm at that point now when I can talk about those moments,
0: yeah,
1: and in be so glad that they happened, mm-hmm. and I know that she's enriched so many people's lives mm-hmm. beyond the four of us, right? Yeah, and to the point where there are people that would not even know about the breed if it hadn't been for her,
2: mm-hmm. right? Myself
0: included, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, me too, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and Rose
0: yeah, Raviel, yeah, yeah. too, <laughs> yeah. But
1: I mean, if it hadn't been for her and the presence that she had, and the things that she did, you know, she her puppies were featured on the Puppy Cam for National Purebred Dog Day. Her, you know, there there were so many different things like she did. We did a interview with the Village Voice. We did. What was that
0: interview that we did in Food Lion? Was that the village voice?
1: No, that was um the Goochland Observer we did that. Oh yeah. yeah. And we wandered around Foodline and just did some did an interview about service dogs and rare service dog breeds and things like that. And it's like
0: I think that was both Alice and Rollo, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: because Rollo was in training yeah. and it was one of those moments where Yeah, yes, she, yeah, she's a dog. But if it hadn't been for her, who's to say where the breed would be in the U.S. right now, mm. I don't really think it would be. There no. wouldn't be everything that's going on. There wouldn't be this interest in the breed. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be foundation stock recognized for damn sure. So, her her legacy is everywhere. Mm. So, yeah. And before we start crying,
0: no, I'm 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 thinking now is probably a good time to wrap it up.
1: um, So we're gonna be back with more episodes and usual stuff. Just give us some time to get into it and get into the swing of things again.
2: Yeah,
1: we're still here. We haven't gone anywhere. Um,
2: just been a lot going on.
1: Yeah, just been a lot. We are so grateful to our listeners because we. Yeah. It's, you guys are awesome.
0: Yeah. Greatly appreciated.
1: And you can always find us on Facebook.
0: Well, I wanted to pass my little cheat sheet around and have everybody at least read one.
1: Oh, shit. Okay.
0: (laughs) Feel free to pick one and and follow us on one one of these options. Pick one. Go ahead and read it and hand it to Sam.
3: Oh. Instagram at about a dog pod. Yep.
0: All right. Sam? Twitter at a dog
2: one the number one about at, a, at
0: about a dog one at about a dog one yeah okay,
2: yeah the number <laughs> all
1: right nicely <laughs> done uh you can email us at aboutadogpod at gmail
0: you also do the Facebook one don't yep, you yep our
1: Facebook one is at aboutadogpod
0: yeah I, I ran out of I ran out of stuff.
1: <laughs> um, our YouTube
0: yeah. pages got much of a presence so no um we need to work on that
1: we are on Patreon there are some things on there if you want to. Support us and support what we're doing. We greatly appreciate
0: the support, especially in this particular time.
1: Yep. And it's at About a Dog Pod on Patreon. Um, So with that, we're going to do our little...
0: Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah,
1: rate, review, subscribe. And go hug your dog. Indeed.
0: Go hug your dog. Go
1: hug your dog. They love you.